Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, 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 welcome to a new episode of Oldie Buddy Goody. Thanks for checking this one out. If you love fun, this week's film has got you sorted. It's called Evolution. We are joined to talk about it by Jack McGolick, who always brings the fun to the episode as well. Uh, he's back after only a few episodes off. And just like his last episode, we're trying out something new with the recording on this one. We are trying to record in the same room again with a bunch of different mics. And I think this one went pretty well. Uh, one of the microphones didn't record, so that kind of threw a spanner in the works and then also my gain was up a little bit too high but I've gone through it all and I've ironed it out as best I can and here it is a very long episode on the movie Evolution. I don't know why our episodes have been so long lately. I'm sure that when we stop talking about blockbusters the episode lengths will go down a bit uh, but if you're liking the long episodes then I'm I'm glad because we've had quite a few of them. In fact I think this one just narrowly beats out Pearl Harbor as our longest single movie episode yet. So let's get into it. This is episode 179 on the movie Evolution, brought to you as always by Patreon. The series on Nicolas Cage starts on Wednesday with Ghost Rider. Here it is. Enjoy the episode. Imagine a year when the director of Ghostbusters does the same thing again but with aliens and too much toilet humour. Yeah, oh yeah, what year was that, Sandra? <laughs> The year is 2001. One, 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 one. Welcome to Oldie But A Goodie, the podcast where we talk about movies from 2001 in the order they came out in. We are deep in the summer blockbuster period. We're doing big budget, big muscle, high adrenaline explosion films mm. right now. Oh, we're, we're wading through them. It's oh. thick and greasy up in oh, here. It smells know? like Lynx Africa because oh. it's 2001. No one knew it was bad yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Everyone was under the delusion. No one knew. <laughs> no one knew to pretend that they didn't like Lynx. <laughs> That's the thing about Lynx is that it's actually good. I forgot that was your take. <laughs> I will say, I own a Lynx product, which is Lynx Leather and Cookies. Oh, no, I did see that in Coles the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like hard leather and cookies. And I was like, that's that's... Yes, I will take that. Well, uh, it's very late on a Monday night, um, and that tangent there proves it. Today we're talking about the movie Evolution. My name is Sandro. As always, I'm joined by Zach. I think, uh, I think uh, these tangents will evolve as we go on. 
Um, I think and, you're uh, probably right. Yeah. Ad- adapt. Adapt. To the different stories we tell. But they'll still only have single microbes or whatever the science term is for <laughs> dumb. <laughs> I think uh, these tangents will get Julianne more and more. <laughs> Wait a minute, who are you? We haven't introduced you yet. Oh what my are you doing God. here? It's, it's Jack McGorlick. He was on Shrek and now he's here again. I, I, was, I was on the Shrek episode. And oh, then he, he left like several cells on the recording table. Yes. And over the past couple of weeks, they've evolved into a new Jack. A new Jack. Yeah. And um, this which new is here for a better Jack, yeah. a better yeah. Jack. stronger he's, Jack. <laughs> he's adapted to the he can breathe yeah. oxygen yeah. now instead Jack, of nitrogen. Who this time came in with a really cool line when I introduce him because it's Jack McGorlick. Hey, what's up? It's Jack McGorlick. It's um happy to be back. It's been a while, but um yeah, just gotta say uh, thank you, Zach and Sandro. It's um this is a good one. I'm, I'm really glad that uh, I could be here and talk about uh, what I think is a great movie, an important movie, it's and important. Mm. an important movie. And um, yeah, look, it's just uh, it's, I'm um uh, that was so cool up until this point. <laughs> Wait, I can do this. <laughs> Let me think. <laughs> You're not giving me. Time. <laughs> Let me think. Right. You're not to plot this out in oh. my mind. Still go- oh. And then now he's rhyming. Wait. Make it seem like extemporaneously. I'm happy to be here. That's a word. No, happy to be here. Yeah, we're talking about evolution. I had never seen this before, but you two have in different scenarios. Jack, I think you saw it as a kid, right? Yeah, let me be clear. Zach and I have seen it in different scenarios, but they, there was nothing indifferent about these scenarios. <laughs> let me be clear. There was nothing indifferent about my viewing Wait, you've of really evolution. You've really gone into politics over the last couple of weeks, huh? I've really just been absorbing it. headlines. That's all I've been doing. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. How young were you when you saw this? I think I was 10. Okay. I feel like that's a good age for this. Whereas you saw it like a year ago? I don't know. I said that. I have made claims that I saw it a year ago. Allegedly. But yes, um, I'm definitely sure that was like a COVID year ago. So it was probably more like four or 2019 probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, it was probably ages ago. I I tried thinking about it for this podcast. Like, Mm. what is my story behind this movie? I have no idea (laughs) where or when or how I have seen this film. But it has left an indelible mark. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) As soon as I saw, like, any pictures of this, flashbacks. Uh, Like I was some sort of sleeper agent came back to me (laughs) of this movie. I was just seeing images, flashes of, like, some guy getting utensils shoved up his butt Mm. and, like, these strange CGI creatures. Yeah. Here's my thoughts on the movie we're talking about it's just Ghostbusters again (laughs) and is that a bad thing hey fun fact I rather enjoyed Ghostbusters don't know about you but uh, watching that one I kind of enjoyed it oh I'm not saying that it's a bad thing because when I first realised hey this is just Ghostbusters again I was enjoying it Mm. but then Mm. those bum jokes they just kept coming (laughs) And they came and they came. <laughs> poor, and, poor choice of words. I and by the end of the film, I was like, oh, it's fine, I guess. In order to enjoy this movie, in particular, the humour of this movie, 
You have to get to a place where you're pretending that you don't mm. know better. I feel to truly... Mm. I feel like that explains most of the 2001 movies yeah, 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 yeah. we've done. Oh, absolutely. You have to have a 2001 mindset going into yeah. the movie. Because, like, 2001, like, the sense of humour then... I think we've both realised this, Zach. Mm-hmm. It was gross out. Oh, yeah. It was very fluid-based. It was very yeah. horny. It, it, was, it was incredibly it was horny. 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 Horny time. Yeah, uh, I, I will say, uh, to, uh, to look for a better word, perhaps, the climax of the movie wouldn't be the same without the... The butt the, joke? The, the fart fart and butt jokes. Yeah. Because it, it leads back into a thing. One of my favourite lines. But I will say I am a big <clears throat> hater of fart jokes themselves. Um, so it definitely took me out because I, on one half, I'm re- I'm really enjoying this film. Yeah, I quite like it. I'm having a good fun time. It's a fun time. Then the other half of my brain goes, "Hey, yeah, but that was just a fart joke." And remember that one time you said you hated fart <laughs> jokes? It's yeah. the Lion King conundrum. It's the Lion King. You can't conundrum. like this movie and hate fart jokes when they're happening. This, you can't have both. I will say, this movie was fun. And it tried to do nothing but be fun. Yeah, which is good. Which is good. There's a bit where they try to give David Duchovny's character backstory. Oh my god! Oh my god! So they for a second he's in a he's in like a like a military court hearing or something. Yeah, yeah. And what they, the fr- they talk about a uh, low point in his career, in his life, where he gave people, like, a sickness through some biology thing that he was working on. Yeah. And the music went, like, sad for, oh, yeah. for yeah. two seconds. Yeah. It, it went sad as if it weighed on this guy for two seconds, but it couldn't commit to being heavy. So it immediately shifted oh. to upbeat, quirky, something zany is happening. And I never really felt like David Duchovny's character was truly uh, felt remorse for his actions or as yeah. a weight on him at all. Yeah, yeah, I felt that as well. That scene was very funny to me <laughs> oh, as well. Yeah, no, it completely <laughs> took me out. Like, what the fuck? Why are we in a courtroom? Why are we just going on over this one character's backstory now? Why are we focusing? As well, because if you go into the other character's backstory, he's a pedophile, apparently. <laughs> yeah, look, well, that's a, that's a fair point. Fair point. I will say, I think I made exactly in two minds of this. Yeah. One was a innocent, fun 2001 movie enjoyer who watched this film and had a great time. That's the possible. other is the person who's doing has been doing a podcast for like three years <laughs> about watching movies and has seen so many films at this point. You're tired. And, and I just like... Every time they try and do like things like, hey, let's just explain this character's backstory. How are we going to do it? Let's have a court hearing where we just explain who this yeah. guy is. Zach, are you that, okay? That, no. <laughs> Zach's... Zach's fingers are clenched around his thighs and oh, he won't release. They're breaking through the I'm, jeans. I'm, yeah, look, my blood flow has been stopped in my in my legs yeah. at this point. But um, I will say, like Jack, one thing that you always say is that if if a movie is fun, yeah, all other criticisms can be washed away. Well, and part of me is like that applies to this movie. I think. Yeah, and fun. Yeah. 
I agree. And also, I agree with that thing that I said previously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know why but I also think this about movies. If a movie is entertaining, just entertaining. Yeah. I used to mark movies that say, oh, that was like an 8 out of 10 movie, but it was so entertaining that it's a 9. Mm. No, it's not that. It's just a 9. Mm. That's what I think now, mm. is that mm. entertainment counts for a lot more than people the think. The whole point is There, is, art, there right? is artistry in making something deeply entertaining. Yeah, which yeah. is like yeah. Shrek, right? Yes, yeah. the background animation <laughs> is garbage, but it's a 5 out of 5 movie because it's so fun. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, let's. I uh, earlier was doing things out of 10, so maybe we just keep consistent. Fine, fine, 10, what? 10. All right, okay, all right, you. 10. And instead, Zach, what else came out this week in 2001? That's a good question. Let my uh, assistant over here kindly bring over the, the sheet of uh, movies that I have to choose from. Well, I didn't have to choose from them. Sandra had I had to, to choose, choose them. from them. Yeah. Uh, last week. So, the other movies were The Anniversary Party, a comedy drama where a wedding anniversary gets a little out of control when an unexpected gift arrives. Quick pause. Jack, what do you think that gift was? Um, cake. Yeah, I reckon that's I reckon that's it. I think it was a baby. Oh, maybe a baby. What? The gift of life. The gift of life oh. just pops out, which would be pretty unexpected, yeah. I would say. <laughs> um, <laughs> bride of the uh, bride of the wind. No, not the wind again. Yeah, a lot of wedding themed ones here. Uh, a period biopic about a composer and a socialite. Alma Mahler. I, I think that's right. I don't know. Yeah, I butchered her name last week and I'll do it again. Divided We Fall, an award-winning film about a childless couple who decided to hide a Jewish friend during World War II. Too serious. About... We want farts. <laughs> yeah, we need more <laughs> fart jokes. Um, and uh, Swordfish, an action movie about Hugh Jackman as a computer hacker. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did that yeah. have Halle Berry? That's Halle Berry. Yeah, yeah. 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 I remember seeing the cover in Video ah, Easy like yeah. every week. Uh, but yeah, Evolution. This was released June eighth. It is directed by Ivan Reitman, uh, the man behind Ghostbusters and Twins. Ooh, I love a good old Reitman. Um, this isn't the final film he directed, but it's close to it. He did make the Uma Thurman movie, My Super Ex-Girlfriend, which I think I saw on Channel 7 once. Nice. <laughs> I have not, but I am curious. Uh, he also did the rom-com No Strings Attached and a sports movie called Draft Day. That was his last Ooh. film. Oh, there you go. Um, and he, he's an interesting presence in this movie because he really did change mm. what it was going to be. So originally, right? Oh. Because okay. uh, it was originally written by Don Jacoby. He's the writer of the horror film Arachnophobia. Oh. Mm. He, Appropriate name, Jack B. And he's doing things Jack with, with arachnids. Arachnids. Uh, oh. You know? I see, yeah. I see, no, uh, I see what you mean. Uh, yeah, he also wrote John Carpenter's Vampires. Mm. Which got him in the loop with John Carpenter, and he was like, I love The Thing. What if we make a movie that's like The Thing? Meets the Andromeda strain, is the, uh, is the, the pitch he had. So he wrote this as a very, very serious, probably mm. very tense, sci-fi horror. Yeah. It is maybe Evolution. It was yeah. originally a sci-fi horror. I yeah. could see it as a sci-fi horror. I have seen The Thing, and this is very Thing yeah. reminiscent. I'm like... 
those soldiers just died. That giant fart monster just crushed yeah. like 20 soldiers. Mm -hmm. And the movie just, you know, continues on its funny haha -ha soundtrack. There but there were, there were moments that scared me as a kid. Oh, there's yeah, some yeah. jump scares in yeah. this oh, for yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the concept of this movie is absolutely terrifying if you take it out of its fart comedy, <laughs> light-hearted music. Can I mention that the music was absolutely wild? I <laughs> feel like I should hate it, but I loved the music <laughs> so much. It was wild. It just, Every, like, yeah. did whatever the fuck it wanted, <laughs> when it wanted. And it didn't Every, care whether you liked it or not. Yeah, that, um, the opening credits with the music yeah. behind it, mm. it felt like, um, it felt like the opening to, like, yeah, like an upbeat 90s like comedy drama. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Every single piece of music in this feels like the opening of a sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I will argue that um, Bombshell by Powderman 5000 oh, yeah. was a little less sitcom-y. You mean when it went into new metal for a couple of minutes? Yes. <laughs> uh, to quote... Get up, get up, get up, drop the bombshell. You're not doing it in the get right up, voice, though. Get up, This is out of control. Get up, get up, get up, drop the bombshell. That hurts, I'm not I doing do that. I do say, sir, get up, get up, oh, and drop the bombshell. Yes, I do concur, get up, get up. This is getting rather out of control. I liked that song, but very odd choice. Yeah, it was. it, was, it almost worked because then... The second half where they were playing that song, they had the military doing their things. Mm. And that was a very suitable song for seeing the military go to work. But for the first half of that, we just had, like, panning shots of our main characters driving. Driving while metal's playing. Yeah, so it was very, like, bizarre. Yeah. Till the military got involved. And I was like, you could have just waited two seconds to then have the military shots of them mm. putting in yeah. the weaponry for this to be appropriate. But again... The music doesn't give a shit what you think. It doesn't. It just and that's does good. what it wants. I like that. I, I like, like, you know, uh, about halfway through the movie, they're driving in the car and they're playing um, play that funky music. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, there was no need for it. They just put it in because they wanted to make the movie a bit more fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This movie isn't quite fun enough. Yeah. yeah. We need... were, we've had two slightly heavy scenes in a row. Yeah, let's just be like, oh, we succeeded something. We're super excited. We're super happy. We're singing Play That Funky Music, White Boy. That was a fun moment. But anyway, back to the script. So, it was originally John Carpenter-esque sci-fi horror. I guess the writer sold it to a studio. Mm. Ivan Reitman came along. Read it, was like, you know what? This would make a pretty funny sci-fi comedy that that's the follow-up to Ghostbusters I've always wanted to make since mm. 1984. So what he did is he brought in David Weissman and David Diamond, mm. little writing team, best known for a Nick Cage drama called The Family Man. They were brought in purely to combine the original script with another script <laughs> by the writers of Road Trip and the future writers of The Hangover. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that is Scott Armstrong and Todd Phillips, who would also go on to make Joker later. That wow. feels exactly like what this movie is. Mm. It's two movies smushed into one: a comedy by the guys that made Road Trip, and a horror by the guy that made Arachnophobia. Yeah, yeah, because it is. It's just like 
throughout the comedy of this film, all I'm thinking of is just the horror that is this thing that will eventually take over Earth and rid the human race of existence. And I'm like, yeah. but they're, they're too busy, you know, making jokes about these two fat, dumb kids, yeah. you know, who don't know anything, but, oh, they're super smart in this one it situation. Was, it was hard to take the threat seriously because yeah. it's just yeah. David Duchovny cracking wise and not taking the threat no, seriously. No, and he's your, I like, your hero for the movie, so you're kind of living through him. I like how he's like, I need to disassociate this character from... <laughs> From Mulder, I'll make him just constantly smiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was speaking of the cast, David. Like, even Mulder occasionally worries about his sister. He's like, "Oh, I had a nightmare about my sister again." This guy doesn't care about anything. He's like, "I killed people with an anthrax vaccine." <laughs> yeah. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, "But the military." He couldn't even muster no more than ten seconds of a sad oh, music track to think about. The what he thinks about it. They kick me out. I hate those guys. What a bunch of jerks. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's go grab some beers. I was made a laughing stock. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he plays Dr. Ira Kane. Uh, he was in movies before this, but of course, best known for playing Mulder on X Files. This was on. Mm. Uh, which was on its second last season when this came out, I think. So was that when... I think he might have left. I think he then. left at one point, yeah. He left season seven. Oh, and season seven, maybe. So maybe it's season five was there when this came out. Right. Because mm. it's after he left. And then he came back for the reunion stuff, which yeah. I've still never seen. He was, like, not in season nine at all. But I think he was recurring for maybe the two seasons okay. before that. Mm. Something like that. He's good in this. Yeah. A lot of the movies I've seen him in, he plays a bad guy and not funny. Yeah. So it was cool to see him in more of a comedy role. Well, I don't know. David disagrees. But anyway. Who's David? Uh, you'll find out. Oh, Raven <laughs> I almost forgot what we were doing. Yeah. Um, we've also got Orlando Jones playing Professor Harry Block, the pedophile. Mmm. <laughs> Lock. He was on Mad TV. Uh, he's also in the TV show American Gods. Zach, we recently saw him in something. It's totally fine if you've wiped him from your memory. I have. I have completely. You put. I'm a deer in the headlights here. He's like Zach oh, went you somewhere when you asked him to recall anything about the movies. <laughs> that he's yeah. yeah. He's like, we've seen him before, and I, I go, I have not a single iota of what, memory of this man. What if I say he played your favorite character in a really bad movie? That would make sense because I loved him in this movie. He's digging. Say it isn't so. No way. <laughs> what? The the the, the incest. Oh yeah, did. yeah, he was. Yeah, it's because oh, he has like an afro in in say it isn't so mm. and like a mustache. Oh my god, that's it's crazy. Uh, check out our episode on say it. it isn't so if you haven't heard it. That movie's fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's good in this, but I really wish that they fun. hadn't brought up that he's got potential. Pictures of underage girls on his laptop. Yeah. Why is that a line that needs to be in this because movie? Because it's 2001. Oh, good point. <laughs> I will say it was a different time. We've also got Sean William Scott playing Wayne Gray, uh, the fireman. He's from the American Pie films. He's in Road Trip. Dude, where's my car? I felt like his character didn't need to be there strictly. No. They needed a fire truck. So <laughs> I think yeah. that's that. I think it's that, and they're also basically following Ghostbusters as well. Yeah. So he's the um, 
that one guy that everyone forgets. Rich Moranis? No. He's the Winston of the team, is what I mean. Mm. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah, brought yeah. in late and then, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah no, yeah. you're right. He's there purely because they want fire trucks. I like this character, although his like hatred of his job and his boss was so unendearing of his character. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's like the opposite of endearing. They tried really hard to make him endearing by pulling pranks, but yeah. it completely backfired on them because it made him seem like such an asshole. <laughs> yeah, he was a bit of a grumpy jerk. Um, but yeah, you yeah, know, he was there. I yeah, he just doesn't really have much of a a point to being there. No, that it, it like. They could have just stolen a fire truck and his character would have been null and void. Although he does have like a lot of the comedy points, like at the very start of the movie. I liked mm. that start. I will get into it in a, in a second. He did a, but... a lot of work with his eyebrows in this movie. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. pulling a lot of the eyebrow acting way. Yeah, yeah, film, yeah. So. yeah. Uh, and then finally, Julianne Moore is Dr. Alison Reed. She's from the Big Lebowski, Children of Men, uh, Boogie Nights is good in that. And just recently in 2001, she starred in Hannibal. So she's mm. fresh off that. Already won awards. It's weird that she's in this. Mm. Yeah. Because I feel like she's too good. She's better than this movie. Was yeah. she in Avatar? Uh, no, sucks? that's Sigourney Weaver. Ah, that's Sigourney Weaver. The thing yeah. about her character in this movie, though, is they introduce her, and then, like, one scene later, the main characters are joking about how she's an ice queen. Yeah. But she's she's not portrayed that way. She's just a person. Yeah. yeah she's not yeah. portrayed as, like, particularly icy or cold at all. I think, I think it's because she's a woman. Yeah. And it's written by the guys who wrote the hangover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That might be it. I did hate how they made her clumsy. That was pointless. Oh, that was... That was dumb. But I, like... It was just a character point. She gets the best line, though, which was, I would have rocked your world. Just the way that she delivers that. Not convinced that this is a good punchline. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. Uh, yeah. So, who is, um... Block? Who played Block? Block was Orlando Jones. So he's the least successful actor out... Out of um, maybe Sean Williams. Sean doesn't really do too much anymore. Yeah, mm. Orlando is in American Gods at least. Mm. I feel like those two were the ones who f- it seemed it felt like they were acting for their career in this movie the most. I can see they that. were giving the most. They were given mm. a lot. Yeah. David Duchovny didn't need it. Oh no! So oh, he, was... he did for films though because he wasn't well oh, known yeah. in films. Like he did Beethoven and the X Files film at this point. That's mm. all he'd done really. So he killed it with Beethoven, he killed it with the X-Files film, so he didn't need it. Oh, yeah, okay, good point. Fine, (laughs) I will... (laughs) And there's also a a bunch of... Egg on my face, no, you really are. (laughs) (laughs) I really went for it. (laughs) No, Um, no, I feel like he's not putting 100% of everything in. He was just kind of doing, as you said, just this... Smiling guy, you know. Well, he was starring the X Files at the time, and you find that with a lot of actors who do twenty plus episode seasons, they mm. get three months off, they go do a film, and they are just kind of treating it as a vacation. Yeah, and I think that might have been him. Yeah, during this for sure, he did seem happy. He had a glow about him. Yeah, mm. I would say. Would you? Do you think this was the happiest time in David Duchovny's life? What happened <laughs> after this? I don't know. Because after X Files, he didn't really do he much. He did uh, California I think. Oh yeah, he he did a he played himself in mm. uh what was the show? It was about a it might have been a Netflix show about a administrate like university okay administration 
Oh, was that um with Sandra O? Oh. With Sandra? No, with Sandra O. Oh. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, a little confusing there. Oh, the chair. The chair. The chair. That was pretty new, actually. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but he played himself. Mm. Oh, he's good in Twin Peaks as well. He's in there for a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. As a DEA agent. Anyway, this is 44% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics. Ooh. They said that it tries to recapture Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. recaptures the feel. Check. Doesn't recapture the smart jokes. Correct. Uh, <laughs> however, that might feel negative. At the time, critics hated every single comedy, and they said that this, this was better than every other comedy that came wow. out recently. The audience score for this is not much better. 48%. Yeah. 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb, slightly higher. B-plus cinema score, which feels high... No, I feel I feel like that's correct. Cinema's, is what you were trying to say? Yeah. Well, in terms of the cinema scores, they're usually A. So for something to be B, it's a little bit. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. You could clearly tell that some people just don't like this. This cost eighty million dollars. What do you think it made, Jack? Whew. I reckon it lost money. Oh, oh, bold. This is blockbuster season. Oh, but Shrek did just come out and Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. How could it compete with Pearl Let's Harbor? Let's say that it. it <laughs> Okay, you've, it did slightly better than Breaking Even. Okay. Oh, I, 90 I'm just, million. 90 million. to me. I'm trying yeah. to sway your scores here. Right. Remember, this is a competition. It's not a competition. I'm your um, yeah. 90 million from Jack. Um, I'm going to say 120. That's my guess. 120. In second place, it is Zach. In first uh. place, it's Jack. 98.4 million. Oh, wow. You were right on the yeah. money. Wow. Which which is technically a bomb because marketing isn't added in the budget usually. Oof. Um, so wouldn't have done too well. This movie markets itself. It does. <laughs> you don't need marketing. That's why we're here, yeah. you know? Yeah. I like how the logo for this movie is a smiley face with three eyes. That was sick. But yeah. it, it's never in the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I right wish... at the end. Right yeah. just well, before the credits. Yeah, yeah, but they do like a big like... CGI screen and thing with it instead of it being like the symbol yeah. of the Alien Buster squad, yeah. you know? It's just a cool thing that they you know decided to use. Like, I feel like you could take the premise of this movie and rewrite it and make a really good movie. Oh, yeah, Even yeah. making a comedy evolution movie. Like, even yeah. if you don't change the tone. Yeah. Just rewrite the I, movie. I, I reckon, you you do is I reckon like, Taika Waititi would do so well yeah. with this. Do you know, do you know what I'd do? I'd make it so that in the school there's like an alien conspiracy club, mm. and that smiley face is the smi- the club symbol. Great. I like that. That's really good. And That's... so there's just these like fanatics that learn about this alien, and they go <sighs> and study it. That sort of thing. They get kicked out. You know what I think though? To just to, and I don't. That was <laughs> a brilliant idea, Zach. And yeah. I think it's maybe better than this idea. So I'm not even going to okay. one up you. But like. They have the just a normal smiley face, and then incidentally <laughs> do the third eye, like oh, yeah, and then they're like, "This is what it is," and it's as oh, they're yeah. forming the as they're forming. Oh, the absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon that's good. Uh, what I did like that smiley face with the three eyes. I remember being a kid and seeing the poster for the movie. Mm. I always really liked it. I found it very striking yeah. visually. It grabs you. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think this movie, if we can agree on one thing, it's this. This movie should have had slightly less Dr. Black being a sex pest <laughs> and slightly more of that three-eyed smiley face. Correct. This correct. is Cool. These are That's facts. <laughs> All right. Before we jump into the synopsis, two taglines. Thumb up or thumb down. What voice should I do him in, Jack? Ah, cool one. Have a nice end of the world. 
Thumbs up. <laughs> Thumb is up. It's a, it's a great line, but the delivery was not so great. I'm, no, I'm, I thought I'm it was fan, pretty cool. I'm not a fan of the cool voice. I'm going to give that a shaky thumbs up. Coming to wipe that silly smile off your planet. <laughs> Oh, oh, off your planet! Yeah. Off your planet! That. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Uh, threw me for a twist there. I feel like you actually, in uh, you delivering that was better than if I'd seen it written. I yeah, reckon yeah, if you see yeah. it written, that would look silly. Mm. Mm. I, I think they are very silly. <laughs> okay, I, I, I thought the first one was good. Mm. Have a nice end of the world. I do Have like a nice that end one. Of the world. Yeah, that's cool. Mm. Mm. Coming to wipe that silly smile off your planet. Like, who's saying that? The aliens? Yeah, the aliens. But they're not there maliciously. I think they're pretty malicious. They're just trying to survive, man. Uh, I think they're... Why do they have to be be evil? Those... I'm pretty sure they're pretty malicious alongside being their survival. They are a little bit, yeah. Well, we we, we don't know what shot them out of space. Maybe we can find out in Alienators, Evolution Continues, the kids' animated TV show that lasted one season. What? Yeah, pardon? There's a kid's show called Alienators. Evolution Continues. Is it based on this movie? Yes. Based on this movie? Yeah, 26 no. episodes and got cancelled. I disagree. It's this out there. This does not exist. Did you say it's a cartoon? Cartoon. It looks like Kim Possible. I liked it. See, I feel like... Yeah, I feel like if you remade this movie, you could make a really cool movie. And I, I reckon by that. It's, it's a cool a, concept. It is a really cool concept. G'day. Kegel here from Aussie Rap Duo, Kegel and Greg. I write funny songs with my true blue bestie Greg, who sounds a lot like Sandro from the podcast you're listening to right now. This episode of Oldie But A Goodie is brought to you by our debut album, Keep Em Wondering, which is out right now. Here's a sneak preview of one of the songs. We, we might not be the richest men alive, but yeah. yet we get by, but yet we yeah, get I'm by. Yeah, I might not in a Porsche or a mansion or some jewels. I might not have a shed filled with bunning tools. I might not have a water or table type pool. I might not have cows or chickens or mules, but I get by. Wow, that was amazing. And it's from our debut album, Keep Em Wondering by Kegel and Greg. Cheers. Enjoy the rest of the episode. All right, let's get into the plot of this thing. Uh, in, oh wait, we are quite far into the episode, actually. Yep. Uh, it starts off with a meteor. Uh, meteor's crashing towards Earth. We're introduced to the fireman who is running drills out in the middle of the Nevada desert? Yeah. Is this at in L.A.? Uh, or Vegas? It's not Vegas. No, it was... Um, oh, the whole point of it is the mayor's super... Point. Arizona. Yeah, Arizona. Because I was going to say, this is very Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, what's that region called? Like Southwest? Yeah. The Southwest Mountains. It was very patriotic for a movie that didn't say the word USA throughout it. It was very uh, Arizonic. I did like how it starts off very kind of men in blacky, where it's like really dark. Mm. You're not sure what's going on because oh, yeah. this guy drags a mannequin, like a dressed squeaky mannequin, mm-hmm. out of his his car's boot. A CPR doll, a CPR doll, and just puts her in like this th- this old house. Talking I'm about oh yeah, shack. I'm gonna destroy it now. That's it. Just now starts say, lighting this it. Movie really did strike the tone of Men in Black. Oh, yeah, thing, absolutely. But just with none of the substance. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It starts off here, and then later on, two guys come up in suits, you know. Yeah. Which 
turn out to just be some college professors. But, like, they come up in suits, they flash a badge mm. and be like, we're the FBI, you know, Actually, whatever. Yeah, it was like that for a bit. Yeah, what, yeah. What, he was Men in Black, was it? 1999, maybe? 99, I think. It definitely borrowed heavily from Men in 97 Black. 97 sure. was Men in Black. Um, the whole... He, like, lights the shack on fire, drags the doll out, he's doing all these drills, and then a meteor shows up. Yes. Boom, meteor. Fucks everything up. He manages to run away from the blast... Like, yep. quite impressive. Because, like, meteors cause massive damage. It's kind of surprising that this was such a small one. Yeah, but more to the point, his car gets fucking blown up by this meteor. Oh, but not the engine. Just the... All of it but the engine. <laughs> In the scene, all I can see is this giant fireball erupt and this car is launched. Burning and breaking apart. And then in the next scene, he goes, it almost totaled my car. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck do you mean, almost? He's a firefighter. He's going to make the most out of, you know, what I he's got. I just fucking saw that thing explode. I think, the writers, I think the writers wrote that scene and they were like, this is a great scene. But then they needed the character to be mobile and they were like... Yeah. We're not killing our baby. That oh, the- <laughs> first scene was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We then- rewrite <laughs> the rest of the movie around that. <laughs> to be fair, later on we see its car and it's like a pancake. It is just being destroyed. He has to hold the door closed. Yeah, like he has to hold the door closed as he yeah. drives along. Like it's a wreck. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess that. Which yeah, was that- a fun moment. Yeah. I like yeah, that yeah. moment. It a lot. was very, it was funny. So I'll, I'll give the movie credit there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, at that one scene where it's like my car was almost totaled, and I mean, like, what? I saw yeah. that thing blow up, dude. You're, you're gonna have to dude. contact your insurance company and be like, yeah. meteors. The whole and try scene. To explain that. The whole scene was like, dude, there is there is his car <laughs> yes. flying through <laughs> the air. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But so was a big Scott in, he was in. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, thanks, thanks, <laughs> Jack. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's yeah. these two uh, fancy schmancy college professors. And I think it's an interesting twist, right? Because we're introduced to Mulder first. Mm. We're introduced to David Duchovny, Kane. Ira Kane. Ira Kane first. And in Ghostbusters, we're introduced to Bill Murray first. No, we're not. Mm. Dan Aykroyd first? Dan Aykroyd, I'm pretty sure. So he's the the Dan Aykroyd of the movie, and then Block is the Bill Murray of the movie. Who is is the... Who's Dan Aykroyd in this movie? Oh, he's a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, so is he like the police commissioner or He's something? the governor. Yeah, he's yeah. the governor of this movie. I love that he's in it, but I also kind of wish that he wasn't because it would be so funny for like the 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 fan theories that this is Ghostbusters 3. <laughs> Just to run wild. Like mm. you have him... Well, like a TV's on and there's like an ad for the Ghostbusters or if something. If you had... It be Dan Aykroyd has been possessed by the ghost of Richard Nixon. <laughs> and that actually makes sense. For yeah, the yeah, 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 that works yeah, yeah. really well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we've got those two. Um, it's already weird how they introduce Block because yep. he's like talking up a student, checks her out. Well, he's, he's not talking her out. She's doing like the whole 
Oh, Professor, I need extra credit. Yeah. And he's going like, well... Uh, but he's very he, happy about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very happy then, like, that she happens to But his friend comes credit. in, bumps him, they have a talk, and then he's leaving, and he goes, oh, check out this lady. And <laughs> I'm like, no! I was no. talking to Zach about this before we were mm. recording. How dare you? I, mm. yeah. <laughs> he, he talks a lot, you know? <laughs> I would say I like how... I feel like pre-2010... Mm. Maybe until then, certainly in the early 2000s, mm. you could make jokes and the joke was just that a woman was hot. Like, oh, there was nothing yeah. more than that. It's just yeah, yeah, it's yeah. funny that a hot woman exists. Yeah, yes. it is pretty funny. <laughs> oh boy, me and Sandra could tell you this whole year there's at least one joke in the movie where it's just a hot woman. Um, yeah. Literally, uh, but she, she almost joins the team... At one point, though, and I was like, "Are they going to do something with it?" No, no, she's gone after that one scene. Mm. Disappointing. They go to check out the um the <laughs> meteor. Speaking of checking out, yeah, they go to check out the meteor that's landed. Oh, mm. There's those cops there, and they're like having a photo shoot in front of yeah. it. <laughs> I liked the line. So- oh yeah, show me a little more nightstick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Ah, uh, the silly cops. There's always silly cops in these Contaminating movies. the evidence. Um, they take a sample of the meteor. It's got, like, organisms on it that are multiplying like crazy. Yes. And the organisms have, like, mouths, I think, mm. right? They're like starfish with, like, so, little yeah. mouths. Yeah, yeah, they're like little organisms. And then uh, later on, they come back. And they've gone from single cell to multi-cell. yeah. And David Duchovny says they have ten base pairs, yes. whereas Earth-sourced yeah. life forms yeah. have but four base yeah. pairs. Uh, it proves that they are alien life. I guess, I guess it does. And Block is like, wow, the Nobel Peace Prize. Does it pay in installments or a lump sum <laughs> like the lottery? There's some funny kind of quotes in here. I'm not a scientist, but how many cells do single-celled organisms have? <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got a few quotes. That's a few of my favourites. But, yeah, they are evolving very, very quickly. Mm. And they're like, hmm, we need to check out that meteor site once more. So they stage a... a what's it called? Uh, oh, a field trip. A field trip in a yellow school bus with a bunch of college students. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, having watched this movie, I want to go to Arizona. Mm. This was a good ad for Arizona. The aliens aren't there I anymore. Like... They've killed them. Yeah, but... <laughs> aside... But they are... They were... Aside from that, <laughs> what I do like is I like the really blue skies, yeah. mm, mm. the orange landscape, mm, mm. and the overexposed, uh, like the high, like way too high contrast film. Mm. Yeah, yeah, this film did have a look to it, <laughs> mm. and it's because of the Arizona desert. It's yeah. good. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it looked like a lovely place. Great to visit. Don't know about staying because of the aliens. Oh, because of the aliens. Yeah. There was right. one that looked like a like man-baby-dog thing. That thing was wild, but man. But then it had like a, an alien tongue. A xenomorph second yeah, face xenomorph tongue, tongue thing. Yeah, yeah, that was no fun. That was... There are some good designs in this movie. Yeah, oh, really yeah. good designs. I am surprised because I remembered the CGI. And I remembered it being notable. <laughs> And so I was expecting god-awful CGI <laughs> levels, but 
but the CGI was not as bad as I remembered. It is yeah. more detailed than I thought it would be. Mm. Like, I think the reptiles have, like, scales and other things. Yeah. They're still definitely a little bit shiny. They stick out from yeah. the surrounding things. But they're almost close to, like, blending in with everything. I think every CGI thing that is smaller than a human looks great. Yeah. Anything that's larger... Like a giant farting starfish? Looks bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair, that's fair. But for 2001... Oh, it's better than The Mummy Returns. Like, yeah, yeah. It looks oh, good. Oh, miles, by miles. I was, I was very impressed. How so was well it done. going back to a film that looked like this, Jack? Was that, like, how was that well, for you? I remember when I was a kid thinking that the CGI looked bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. I'm glad me, me and him are on the same level. <laughs> Um, so they're checking out the meteor now. There's plants there. Mm. There's worms and stuff. I like the quote when one of the students oh. is like, oh, this smells disgusting. And one of the scientists says, well, sometimes science stinks. I just thought that was a good line. Mm. Mm. It's accurate. It's a good yeah. line. Yeah. yeah um, they're not at all concerned about going into what appears to be a, a new ecosystem that's just sprung over life. That they clearly have not seen Prometheus or anything. Because I was just mm. waiting for one of the students to find an egg lying around and be like, oh, let me put my face near it. You know? Yeah. It's, it's I, got the same vibe. I, was, I like, was thinking that as well. I was like, this is this very, is, very alien. This is the point in the movie where my brain went, one half was like, this is a silly, funny comedy movie. The other half went sci-fi horror thriller. I've just witnessed an ecosystem sprung up, mm. Prometheus, alien, planet nuke, we're all fucked, panic, panic, yeah. burn it all. But that's the thing, your brain does that, and then you see David yeah. Duchovny smiling, <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. that monkey part of your brain is yeah. like, hero man, happy again, happy. Yeah, because I think it is, yeah, like it's like, um... The mist on the floor and everything. Yeah. Very, very Ridley Scott-esque. Yeah, it it raises my trained brain from watching horror movies, and specifically sci-fi horror, is going full red alert. Mm. Oh, my hackles were up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the movie's (laughs) like, wow, look at this silly fauna here. All these funny little worms. Oh, look, the girl there is like, ew, worms. Yeah. Oh, at least they had the self-aware, though, for her to be like, I don't want to be your girly, but... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Self-aware. I like, though, that you're like, the mist on the floor, the reasoning behind that was that is what the worms can breathe. So as soon as Mm. you take them out of that mist, they just die. Yeah. That was a cool idea. Because they, yeah, they don't, like, live on oxygen. Yeah. Oxygen. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's a classic alien, I have to say, trope where there's some <laughs> weakness. Yeah. Like the oxygen or something that they can't. They, they've they done all the big braining to get here, but they forgot we breathe oxygen, you know? Yeah. Um, there's some more stuff. They do more research back at the lab. They come back, but this time the army's there. Mm. And uh, they run into this guy who seems to know Kane um, and won't let him work there because of the bad thing he did in the past. So they sue the army. <laughs> uh, and for some reason, they they deter off into a court hearing. Yeah. Jack, what is... <laughs> please explain. Yeah, yeah. You're the expert I in this area. I don't understand what it was. 
It's so. I don't understand who Ju- who Julianne Moore's character was mm. and why she was present at the hearing. Oh yeah, because yeah, she starts interviewing Kane yeah. as a witness. <laughs> yeah, I, I, this is this is weird. Even before that, you had this whole scene where just the lines leading up to this, where. Um, they have that whole back and forth with the general. It's like, it's good to see you. It's, uh, it's like, you worked in the Pentagon? And he's like, yes. And then the movie yeah. moves on. <laughs> like, yeah, how else is he going to reply to that oh, question? Like, yeah, cause, yeah. You know how, um, like, in Cool Runnings, uh, John Candy's character, he, like, put weights in a bobsled and now he has yeah. to live with that for the rest of his life and now he's a drunk. Mm. Ira Kane's equivalent is that he poisoned hundreds of people. A hundred thousand people, I think they said. Yeah, Yeah. with uh, with Um, some sort of anthrax vaccine that was a. It was an anthrax vaccine that had all the symptoms. (laughs) Like, all of them. (laughs) So he gave everyone anthrax, and he didn't even seem to feel. A little bit bad about it. He's fine <laughs> with it. <laughs> the, they named it the Kane Madness. Mm. There is a thing out there in the army named after him and a bad thing he did. And he's like, that's fine. I don't care. It's good. Mm. And also, yeah, there's the scene where they're talking to the, the general and he's like, we, we've been monitoring your computers. Oh, yeah. So gem- the, gem- oh, no. the general and his offside, it was uh, Buffalo Bill and Phil Dunphy were working together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they're like, yeah, we'd be monitoring your computers. And of course, Blanc's like, yeah. uh, all those girls were above 18. Why bring it? I mean, it's the guys that wrote The Hangover. So I yeah. guess that, that was a joke in the original script. Yeah. Yep. I hope that they wrote. Oh. Just why? Unle- unless. Thank you, 2001. Unless it's the other two writers known for their drama work. Um, who wrote that in thinking that that was a good joke to fit the landscape of 2001. Didn't the the writer or director of Joker who said Tom Phillips? Yeah. Didn't he say you can't do comedy anymore? (laughs) Didn't he? He said something like Yeah, he got really angry, uh, like annoyed on Twitter and was like, everyone's asking why I'm making a serious Joker film. You can't make comedies anymore. And everyone was like, yeah, you can't do the sort of comedy you do anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. It's a pretty good point. If wow. you had to give that joke, the underage girls joke, yep. the benefit of the doubt, I don't want it. How would you concoct a way to do it? I'm asking the real questions. If it was satire, I feel like my benefit mm. of the doubt is that because here's how the joke goes. Yeah, block. Uh, mm. Phil Dunphy says, "Hey, we've been tracking your computers." Block goes, "Those girls." Are all over 18. Uh-huh. And then Phil Dunphy goes, sure they were. Yeah. My benefit of the doubt to this movie is that Phil Dunphy's character is just misread the situation. And they were over 18. Oh. Oh, oh so maybe Block was making a joke. Mm. Like, to lighten the oh, mood. I, he was like, oh, yeah. I, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <bringing> <laughs> it, so you find out he's into, like, cougars or something later on. And that was just a joke he made. You'd make like, a comeback. They're yeah. like, yeah, no and shit. You, you actually misread this. This is my thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. write this as a thing piece. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love there's always I'm one like, joke that we just get fixated on. Uh, I don't like this joke that we're fixated on. I'd like yeah. to. You know what happened? When I saw that scene, I said, 
This is gonna get brought up. <laughs> hey, more than once. <laughs> why, why, why do you think so. that is, Jack? Why do you think that is? Is it because it's problematic? Yeah. And I thought, and it won't be just me that brings. No. Oh no! no. Absolutely. Ah, oh, so weird that they wrote that in. Uh, another line that I love that they wrote in was they then go back to the lab and they see that it's been ransacked. Right? There's papers everywhere. Important stuff is missing. They go over to the computer and we get the quote the data's gone the DNA sequence and the JPEG files have all been cleaned out Mm. which I just found fun that's so 2001 Mm. just to say Mm. the the JPEG files (laughs) not the JPEG files that had all the over 18 women on them so they sneak back into the crash site it's real easy yeah just to sneak on in they somehow have uh, military uniforms on them they probably bought it at a clothing like yeah like an outlet well, store. David Duchovny used to work for the Pentagon oh, actually, yeah so he might have just had the, they're both his previous uniforms was he military though or did he just... he did say he was a colonel because the guy goes why do you get to be the colonel and he goes I was a colonel yeah okay nice. is what he says That's which good. I thought was a good snapback they head down there Julianne Moore is there uh, and so when they sneak into the oh, meteor area, which is now a full alien world, they just start... Well, not they. Block just starts talking her up. Oh, And by talking mouth. her up, I mean taking her down. Yeah, bad-mouthing uh, behind her back. I mean, they both say some things that are not great. Yeah, oh, definitely. But Block is definitely the instigator. He's like, and the she's, continuer. She's a stony ice queen who just needs some humping, was one of the lines that you brought up earlier. Yep, yep. Just classic line. Real, like, icky, gross. What are they doing? I think they couldn't pick a characteristic to give that character. Julianne Moore? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. she was clumsy. I, I feel like the clumsiness was supposed to be endearing in that first scene when yeah. they introduced her. Yeah, but she's also not clumsy in any other scenes in the rest of the movie. Well, she is. Is she? She lands on some guy's uh, the fireman's crotch at one point. I oh even, yeah, she I didn't even trigger that as clumsiness because it just seems like something that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then they try and force like something between David Duchovny oh, and Julianne yeah, Moore, yeah. and it doesn't work to the point where when Julianne Moore delivers that line, oh, I would have rocked your world. She's not even convinced. <laughs> <laughs> It's very funny that they that they try. Yeah, to do that. their chemistry is a bit weird. They they didn't make enough animosity because Julianne Moore's character to make it seem all right that Block was making those horrible horrible jokes. Yeah, Julianne and Moore's character wasn't even that offended by it. Yeah, she was just like, "Oh, you boys!" Like that was <laughs> yeah, kind of energy. yeah, that was like boys will be boys. Yeah. <laughs> Super hard there. Yeah, which would be like, oh god. But anyway, the good thing is the alien world under there looked amazing. Yeah, I think it was practical. Oh, yeah, most of it. A lot of yeah, it was practical. Although you do see um, little little crab creatures yeah. and other creepy crawlies crawling about. Yeah, and one big fat ass creature. Um, oh yeah, with the with the massive bum. Yeah, and yeah. And they're like, oh, it reminds me of the, the, the woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how that is what set blocks off. You yeah. Know? Oh, there was a great alien that has like two faces on either side of it. Oh yeah, that's cool. Mm, that and then cool it gets design. like eaten by something else. And there is of course a small mosquito, Jack. What happens with the small mosquito? Oh no! Here we go. So this small mosquito is. 
trouble. Do you care to give him a name? Uh, no. Do you? <laughs> oh, it's just I was just wondering if you wanted to give. Him I, a name. I wasn't that attached to the small. No, I, I'm very attached to the small. I will call the mosquito Imitap. Okay, Imitep. Imitep. Yeah. So Imitep actually isn't a small mosquito. As far as mosquitoes go, it would be oh, a yeah. large mosquito. Oh, yeah. Massive. It's a small alien creature. Yeah. Large mosquito. I would say 20 times as big as a regular mosquito. Yeah. I'd say that's probably correct, yeah. Yeah. This... <laughs> mos- <laughs> the math checks out. <laughs> <laughs> this mosquito slices open... Blocks hazmat suit. Yeah, very yeah, intelligently. This this, very, yeah. this mosquito knows what it's doing. This, this mosquito. Is this is three days into its evolution. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Slices Sli- open the hazmat suit. Goes into Blocks hazmat suit. Blocks starts screaming, Actually, and then what? he stops. He says, "It's in me. Oh, it's in the my suit." Mm. And then you can see it in like the mask, face mask of the suit. Mm. And then it starts flying around again. They're trying to get oxygen into the suit, which I didn't yeah. really get. Anyway, so the bug starts flying around more and uh, more. Imitep, sorry. Imitep <laughs> starts flying around. And then Block freezes and says, it's in me. It's in him. It's in him. And so they rush him to surgery and we get the scarab beetle effect. Yeah. <laughs> Running around. And this didn't skin. make sense at all. No. You mm. see it under the skin of his leg. Yep. And it starts moving up. And they say, oh, it's moving towards his mm. testicles. Yes. We're going to mm. have to cut that there. Then he said, oh, they're like, oh, we'll need to amputate. He's like, don't amputate my leg. Don't amputate my leg. Then they're like, it's heading towards his testicles. He goes, amputate my leg. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Pretty funny. Absolutely. Pretty funny. Then it keeps moving up and yep. says, we're going to have to get it out of his colon. Of his mm. colon. And how are they going to go in? Mm. <laughs> With forceps. And, and someone is like, yeah. We're, we're going to go in rectally, and there's no time for lubricants. <laughs> there's <laughs> always <laughs> time for lubricants! <laughs> quote, end quote. It doesn't... How did this thing get inside its cold? And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it just being it under, like, a couple of layers of skin. Yeah. I mean, if it's the size of a normal mosquito, mm. maybe okay. But if it's that size, what? It's like cutting holes in certain into parts. Into the colon. Of, yeah, like yeah, to get in there. Inside this the guy's colon. gonna die from eternal bleeding yeah. after this happens. I don't but, know. Um, how. But it was Ma- pretty maybe. funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was Those pretty funny. It's always time. Did you see the faces that he was making when he was oh, getting yeah. there? It was weird as well because. Julianne Moore and David Duchovny's characters were like holding him down and reassuring him and they weren't convinced that this was oh, a good no. scene no <laughs> no no yeah. no yeah I remember yeah. what she was saying it was like it doesn't sound like she was convinced at all convinced. David Duchovny's just smiling again <laughs> yeah, yeah, through yeah. it he's having a good time you're taking it like a man <laughs> oh yeah that was a line I liked how um uh, at the end, they're like, what sort of food do you want, Block? And he's like, ice cream. What flavor? I don't care. It's for my ass. <laughs> Why not get ice? <laughs> just, uh, anyway, let's talk about Mr. Fireman. Because he hates his job. He's a pool man. Oh, yeah. He's a pool, pool boy. He's a pool boy. Pool manager. So this was the first time this movie did a weird segue. Um, and that segue is he gives this guy a real stiff drink. So then we follow that guy that was given a stiff drink. And in a, maybe in a better movie, we'd follow him for a reason. Like, all oh, the drink was laced. 
Mm. Oh, he got back to him by giving him something with poison. We just kind of follow him uh, on a little getaway uh, on the golf course with a little, with a lady, and he's waiting for the lady to rock up. And he, oh no, he gets some champagne on his pants, so, so mm. he goes to wash it off in you the know river. What I will say to this movie's credit, he was a. It seems like they were having an affair. This lady mm. and this man. Oh, maybe that's... Okay. That's the vibe I've got. Yeah, I don't know same, if you guys got the same. vibe, but yeah. Absolutely. Got, but you know what? He's a ri- he's like at a country club. He's a rich guy having an affair. Age-appropriate affair partner. <laughs> that's a yeah. good point. Doesn't yeah. go for a younger, like, trophy affair. <laughs> yeah. Because then he gets killed by a giant lake monster, and she seems genuinely distraught, and it's like, oh my yeah, goodness. Distraught. Not because of the monster, but because yeah. he's dead. More distraught that our main leads have ever been in their entire film career. Yeah, exactly. Didn't she say his full name when she ran in and said that he was dead? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, so, yeah. Jeff Carraway is dead? Yeah. Yeah, yeah has been eaten. Has been... Oh, yeah! They... <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Which was a weird way of putting it. I remember thinking, what? <laughs> I didn't write it down. I'm glad you remember that. I, I think that's the fun, Like, I feel like that line needed... They didn't play that line up hard enough. Like, the, like um, you as the audience have no idea who this guy is. Yeah. And then she says the line as if everyone knows who this... Yeah. Is it Carraway? I think it's like Carraway. Car- yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is. Who this Carraway character is. I, thought, I think that's funny. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, apparently off screen, they then chase this monster down uh, and it's out of the water for so long that it suffocates. Um, yes. Oh, yes. In yes. the oxygen. And so uh, the fireman takes it to our two scientist lads and they have a look at it and they're like, huh, pretty weird, hey, actually. It's a bit weird. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yep, it ch- choked on the oxygen. Yep, that checks uh-huh. out. Yeah. But it was by the golf course, which is not great because that's... Kind of far away from the original starting point. Mm, yeah, they're branching out. Somehow. So they're, they're starting to think, oh, they're they're moving underground somehow. Yeah. You know. Uh, then we get our first cameo, which isn't really a cameo because she wasn't that popular at this time. But for me, it's a cameo because I'm like, oh, it's that popular actor now in a mm. smaller role. Sarah Silverman shows up for a bit oh, as yeah. Duchovny's ex. I took. Oh yeah. <laughs> Was she in no? Um, I don't her think incest film. Yes, she was in the incest yes, film as well. As well. Wow, yeah. there you go. Did you guys watch a different version of the movie? From no, I no, a different that... film. No, as in Sarah. I don't remember Sarah Silverman being in Evolution. She's the ex. Yeah, she, yeah she's, she's the ex. She's with the police officer. Yeah, she's with the police officer, and then he talks with her, and he's like, "I want my shirts back," and then she goes and like starts stripping off her shirt. Is that not in your version? Full disclosure, I watched this in two sittings and that might have been exactly where I felt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a bunch of dead dinosaur things on the highway. Oh, that yes. That was cool. They're like dragon things. Dragon, they, yeah. Got yeah like, dragons. But they've got like crappy ripped up wings. They're like not mm. working and they're all dead except for one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wrote, this is when they're at the down, golf like, course. Four quotes here. Yeah. They look over the edge of a cliff at the golf course and they see. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. They realize that the cave that the meteor landed in kind of spreads out to all these areas around Arizona. Because we see one of these uh, flying reptiles. They're they're like all pouring out throughout the movie. We keep seeing these aliens pour out in different places, but they all die. Yeah. Because they can't breathe oxygen. Yeah. But then we see this uh, flying reptile dinosaur thing um, huck up a big loogie. 
Um, as so, <laughs> I forgot to mention this earlier. Yeah. In the original cave, yeah. there is a big sack on the ground that looks like a ball sack. <laughs> It looks like a shaved oh, baby yeah, yeah. ball sack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see that? I think I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of... I'm sorry for that interjection. No, that's <laughs> no, no, no. Please, please. I, always... I too would like to talk about how the big loogie think... looks like a testy. <laughs> I think that thing on the ground was modelled after a ball sack. Oh, absolutely. Do you think it was deliberate? Do you think... Yeah, because it's either not deliberate or it's the Rick and Morty thing where they try and make every alien in some way look like... <laughs> yeah, well, one looked like an ass earlier, so, you know, it's, you could be on to it's something. It's deliberate. There. Maybe this is where the Rick and Morty designers got <laughs> yeah, their inspiration. Yeah, Rick think... and Morty actually owe a lot to it was, uh, evolution. It was CGI, yeah. so do you think they did... <laughs> CGI tracking, like that cool <laughs> motion capture. Motion capture. It was actually Andy Circus. Thanks, Andy Circus, for your sacrifice. Anyway, this this big old loogie that one hucks up before it keels over, it it pops out uh, a small little baby uh, dinosaur pterodactyl thing. Yeah, uh, and uh, Block says. <laughs> Muzzles off! It's a boy! <laughs> that was pretty good. And then, good. then it fl- flies off, and we get uh, them in a shopping mall trying yeah. to stop this giant dragon alien thing. Because it's adapted. It's adapted to, to breathe, breathe our air. oxygen. Which is crazy. Yeah. And is a scene that does feel just like a, a Ghostbuster sequence, yeah. except instead of the ghost kind of capture beams, they just got shotguns. Yeah. They're just shooting this thing. It was one. Did it, did it, did it. Yeah. Da, 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 from uh, being a Ghostbuster scene, yeah. Because they fight a flying ghost in the first one, don't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. The whole like opening thing is when they actually find. I think it's Slimer, isn't it? Um, and they're like, "Oh shit, it's an actual ghost." I feel like this movie could have done. Like, it felt like a very short time period this movie was set in. Yeah. And I feel like it really could have done with more of a feeling of them going around hunting different. Evolved yeah, creatures. That, that would have been just great. lean yeah. more into the Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Have the uh, what were they? The Alien Fan Club or Alien yeah. Fanatic Fan Club? And a, a, a cool TV show. Like I know they've already done the yeah. cartoon, but a cool live action Monster mm. of the Week. Mm. I miss those with mm. evolved these weird evolved creature alien creatures. Yeah, that sounds like. Did you ever watch Primeval? Mm. Which was a no. British uh, I, dinosaur. I remember of the it was week. on Channel Ten. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, it came out like during the quote unquote height of Doctor Who, the popular time. With I David remember Tenet. it was like on so After Merlin. Sort of oh, it was on After <laughs> Merlin. Merlin was an interesting show. I would I, never rewatch it because I bet it's awful now. I, I have tried to watch Merlin several times. Attempted. Um, the CGI is a lot worse in that one than it is in this, that's for sure. Anyway. My thing with Merlin was just how long, because like they were always like, this quest is so epic and important. Let's go fight some weird <laughs> goblin thing that's in a tavern. <laughs> <laughs> like, they always just got so sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. But yeah, they're in the mall, they're chasing around. You know what's actually funny? Mm. I didn't wa- really watch... Primeval or Merlin. I just watched the ads and so I knew what the time slot was. Mm. 
There you go. That is funny. There we go. Uh, so I, but I digress, and we digress. We do digress. Mm. Much like the Merlin team, we are on a side <laughs> oh, quest. You know what? We're, so where, where are we? Are? Speaking of digressing. Fighting, fighting, uh, they're fighting, I think, yes, it would have been good if we could have... this is the bit, Zach, <laughs> I'm trying to keep this podcast <laughs> okay, on the sorry, rails, yeah. okay? Earlier I took it off the rails, yeah. and I realized that was a mistake, and then I made a commitment. There yeah, was a ceremony right. to me keeping it on the rails, yeah, so now I'm kind of defender of the rails. Okay, can I go off the rails for just two seconds? Okay, though? but seconds. give us a little taster. Of what okay. and, and, and we will decide. decide whether or not it's... Extending off the whole TV show sort of monster of the You may weekend. proceed. Okay. <laughs> I like how I don't get a say in this. <laughs> no, you're not the chairman of keeping it on the rails. That's true. Yeah. Um, no, this is like... You want the responsibility <laughs> to keep this on the rails? Okay. Is, you want that weight on your shoulders? This is that guy from, like, mythology who's, like, holding the earth on his shoulders. Alice, yeah. But it's just, like, a rail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to see more of like the character development of their skills that they bring to the table. Like you could, bro. Have... You want to see an Iron Rand in dystopia where Atlas has indeed shrugged the responsibility to keep it on the rails? Like, if they... <laughs> but, but that would be just like the movie Atlas Shrugged, where the movie is not on the rails. <laughs> if they just had like a slower build-up of monsters. You could have had that whole thing where you had one person who was, like, an evolution expert. So that one that pops out the river, he's like, oh, it's evolved like a crocodile. And then they well, do a twist and it's like Charles fact, Darwin's step, like, grandchild. Sure, sure. <laughs> but, like, on, it's, it's, it's evolved like a crocodile. One of the weaknesses of a crocodile is they have very mm. uh, weak jaw-opening muscles. Mm. So he uses that to, like, yep. tie its jaw up. and So it's like he's the expert on evolution and creatures and stuff. Zach, that was a worthy departure from yes. the rails. I thought it was, which is why I've tried to push for it so hard. I liked, I liked how the departure from the rails that Zach wanted then leaded into a second departure of the rails for us. While you're also the nature to... of departing from rails. While you're trying to keep it on the rails by continuing with your departure from the rails. There was a lot of rails. <laughs> All right, back to the regular rails. Okay, pterodactyl. <laughs> They're hunting a pterodactyl. In a mall, uh, the fireman guy starts to sing a song, but it's like the bird song, and that was mm. funny. It starts going kakok. He goes kaka kaka, chika chika and then Block says... I th- what did he say? He says like I think we've established that doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Um, Sometimes I do notice details. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he's who's like- observant now, guys? Yeah, you are, Jack. You're very observant. Okay, um. <laughs> um, uh, and Remember when you said, "Hey, we're about to record the worst episode you guys have ever done." <laughs> Um, so he starts to sing and then I love uh, that the um, what's his face main lead guy um, Duchovny Duchovny is like I'm gonna shoot him and he's like no don't do that I've got this I'm gonna shoot him yeah. you know this one's mine um, but it but, actually uh, does call the, the, the dragon over and they shoot it in the back yeah and it dies oh yeah that's right. did you Sean William Scott's character the fireman uh, he doesn't do kaka kaka. Oh. He starts singing. He does sing. He sings. Was it You Are So Beautiful? 
to me. Yes. Yes. Same yeah. Somebody wants <laughs> to be. Yeah, sorry. <clears throat> uh, that was a good departure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they shoot the pterodactyl. And then the governor of Arizona rocks up and it's none other than Dan Aykroyd. As mm. Richard Nixon. As Richard Nixon. And everyone just like clapped. Because I was like, oh yeah, he is in this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's good that he's there. I think he was full conspiracy nut at this point, right? 2001? Um, was he ever not? Oh, good point. Is Dan Aykroyd a conspiracy nut? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, the, the original script for Ghostbusters was like some weird like Scientology-esque alien yeah. thetan you thing. You know what? I want to say this, and not just because I've learned this, I never got Dan Aykroyd. You never got him. I never got him. Like, like what why is, he's good? Is that yeah, why he's good, why people like oh, him, what he's about. I think he's a better writer than he's an actor. Okay. It's hard to describe. I like his voice. Yeah. His yeah. face. The Do you think he has like, an important voice? I don't know if important's the word I'd use. Oh, his actual voice. Yes. His physical voice. Yeah, yeah, no. Not like his his impression on the world. Yeah. His impression on the world was selling bad vodka to people for an exuberant (laughs) price. That's it. Like, I don't know. I haven't tried it, actually. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, But no, like, his acting and his voice. I don't know. They're... they're, um, I I like his... Somewhat endearing, I guess, is what I would say. He so, seems like an everyman. Yeah, that's it. That's that's, that's the funny. The, maybe you know what? Maybe if he wasn't in the movies that he was in, I'd miss him. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's like yeah, it's like he. I just yeah. Maybe mm. it's, he's that so yeah. everyman that it's hard to feel like he's making a real impact, but his impact maybe. is so understated. Yeah. That, so like when he's playing the governor, you feel like he's more of an everyman governor. Like he's more down yeah, to earth. That's true. Whereas yeah, true. Yeah. Say playing... everyman some more. And <laughs> every I think man, you'll every man. One, <laughs> every man. Well, one every man. movie I really like where he plays an everyman is his role as the dad in the first My Girl. Oh, everyman. Right. He's really good in that. Right, right, right. right. It's him and Jamie Lee Curtis. And I'm like, this is surprisingly good. And then, because like every you, you focus on the everyman kid. Every man. But the star right. of the movie really is the everyman dad. Right. Every man. Uh, it's a good film. He's the beating, would you say he's the beating heart of the movie? I would say he's the everyman's beating heart of <laughs> yeah. that movie. My girl, it's good. We did an episode in the sequel. Wasn't as good. Uh, it was an everyman movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, they realized that in two months, all of America is going to belong to the aliens now that they can breathe oxygen. Yeah, it's that whole, like, if they double consistently every day, how long will it take before they yeah. take over the entire Earth? And they also, The answer is not long. Not very long, two months. And they also realise that inside of the area where they've quarantined off, the bloody... They've, they've turned into primates. Mm. And we get the classic quote, now that's a face for radio. Ha ha! Which is relatable. That's pretty funny. Now these primates are scary. They mm. are. They're creepy. Scary. They look like... A combination between like a ghoul and a yeti. I was thinking mm. that. I was thinking like classic Doctor Who yeti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they're they're a face only a radio could love. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and not the audience of the radio, just the inanimate object of the radio yes, itself. Yes, the one without uh, eyes. Yeah, and the ability to see. And so they shoot them ugly. dead. They shoot them both dead. They shoot mm, the primates dead. As opposed dead. to shoot them alive. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then the army's like, all right, that's it. If there's primates in there, we are going to destroy them all. We're gonna napalm the heck out of this cave. Mm. And Julianne Moore's like, nah, uh, uh, I'm joining the boys now. Mm. Yes, she decides to throw away everything in her career for no reason whatsoever. Other than the fact that she wants to get some of that juicy, juicy, uh... Dekovdi? Yeah, Dekovdi. Yeah, I hate that, but... There we go. That's that's what I was looking for. They're walking through the town, and they see those two... We haven't really talked about them. The dumb, large, Mm. lads in the college who are... So it's Ethan Supley from My Name is Earl. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, There you go. And he was in Butterfly Effect. And then also Michael Bauer, yeah. Yeah, the other, you don't know. He's not, Nickelodeon, I think, it says here, yeah. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's those two, and they call... These guys in the opening, like one of the opening scenes, it was established that these guys were not smart. Yeah. These guys, they're a little... They're a little stupid. They're a little dull. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They have a whole biology class, and they talk about cells... And they mention that their uncle is in a cell. Yeah, they're That's like, what they write about. And they're proud, proud of it. Yes. I like that joke, though, because they're not... Like, they're proud that they both submitted the same paper. Yes. I, I like that idea. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, hell yeah, we're so alike, man. That's epic. That's good. But yeah, they call beers brewskis which i find funny and they yeah. bring some brewskis over to the boys you guys want to start saying brewskis instead of oh beers? absolutely no, 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 no. we should bring it back <laughs> we can bring it back i, just, I don't need we haven't brought anything back in a while i don't even necessarily yeah. need it to be brought back i just was wondering no, if you guys wanted back. to say it no we don't have to no we are we can just you don't get a choice in this matter you're to keep this i mean i can cast on track i can choose I'm in to accept what i'm saying is that that can be your cross to bear <laughs> Yeah. But I'm just Oh absolutely. I'm happy for the Brewskis thing to just be between you, me and Sandro. Okay, okay. So by that, do you mean when we're together we call them Brewskis, when we're apart we don't? Or when we're apart we continue the Brewskis? When brewskies? we're together we call them Brewskis. When we're apart and talking to other people about getting beers with other people, we call them beers or but when we're with other people talking about when we got Brewskis with one of the other three, <laughs> yeah, yeah. then we say Brewskis. <laughs> All right. Yes. I'm on board Does that make test. sense? No, no, no. That's, that's uh, is very that logical. Clear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I actually like extremely idea. logical. Much more. But here's the thing. <laughs> okay. If I say I'm talking to you as I am now, uh-huh. yeah. 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 and then I'm talking about how I would talk... <laughs> To another person how who I isn't would, part of the script. I, yeah, how I talk to another person. Like I'm saying to you, we I'd say, hey, I got beers with, with this them. other yes. person. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Uh, Thank you for that clarification that wasn't needed. I feel like that would be confusing because then we'd be like, but we weren't there for those brewskis. You know mm, what I mean? Like if yeah. you're saying that we're not brewskis with my mate. But oh, if you have to switch, switching back, back and forth. Yeah, well, you just have to Is be there careful. a scenario in which you'd have to switch back and forth between brewskis and beers? I think it's just a scenario we'll have to try and avoid. I think this, this will kind of work itself out. It's like... <laughs> yeah. 
I think this is a because we're all going to forget this after the fucking naturally... podcast and never mention Brisky's no. ever a fucking again. <laughs> I would argue that this was part of the rail. <laughs> I disagree. I disagree. I'm not truly a departure. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm going to elect a different rail master in the near future. Just oh saying. dear me. Alright, uh, Block's got a cigarette, cigarette lands on specimens, and the specimens turn into weird vein, like giant roots made out of alien matter, and they're like, oh no. They just explode out of the Petri dish. And so they realise that the the napalm, the army's gonna drop in the cave, is gonna turn all the aliens into this massive thing. And so they're like, we need to stop them. How to stop them? The periodic table will help. Yeah, thank goodness that this lady is wearing this one shirt with the periodic table just on the back of it, and then the main character looks at it and goes, Oh, oh, hey, whoa! This is a great line that doesn't make any sense. Yeah? So he looks at the periodic table, and he says... On Julianne Moore's shirt. Yeah. And he says, Wait a second, I'm beginning to see a pattern. Yes. A pattern is... Things repeating over time in a predictable way. Yes. This is just one link that he drew. <laughs> yeah, there is nothing to do with it. You're so right. It's the most generic. The plot here is so bad. Which is if you so people are carbon-based life forms. If you yes. go down two on the periodic table and go across one, yes, then you get to arsenic. It's dangerous for humans. It's dangerous yes. for humans. But then, then, then not when. Then night nitrogen, yeah, nitrogen yeah, based, based yeah. yeah, which is one next to carbon. And if yeah. you go down to and across one, you get to selenium. And so they're yeah. like, we need to spray this okay, alien yeah. cave with selenium. But there's a lot of other things on the periodic yeah. table that don't go well with yeah. humans. <laughs> what should have happened was just a repeat of the last scene where random happenstance of fire. They learn that fire is really bad because it makes it evolve super quickly. And then one of the dumb lads is greasing up his hair with heavy shoulders. So what happens is like it grows onto the ceiling and then a bit drops on his head. Yeah. But it like immediately dies because of all the shampoo in his Mm, head. I reckon that would have been better. But yeah. um, You needed to foreshadow it. You needed to have a guy who is obsessed with head. You needed those characters to be obsessed with head and shoulders at the start of the movie. Yeah, they needed to have head and shoulders in their hand in that first scene in the movie where they're taking their test. And in celebration, they start coating their hair. These guys, like, these guys already in this movie, in this Mm. version of the movie, in the Mm. actual version of the movie, these characters already loved head and shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think if you need to take this movie from an eight and a half, which it is... Okay. Which it okay. is to that nine and a half. Say like a six out of seven. <laughs> <laughs> the change that you need to make was you needed these characters to love head and shoulders. I reckon you're right. Yeah. You needed these characters to be obsessed with head and shoulders. You know mm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Right from day dot. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, they're smart. They're like selenium. It's in head and shoulders. We love it. So they put... Probably like how, how how many bottles of Head and Shoulders would fill up a fire truck? Wait, they said like five hundred liters, right? Yeah, did they say that. So five hundred well, liters. Well, from the pile, like I would estimate there was about five hundred bottles. Yeah, in that pile. I was trying to get the order of magnitude right, so it's 
two. Is they they're two? If they're leader bottles, are they leader bottles? I don't know. I said if they're leader bottles. It if looked like they were bottles. using the small ones that you keep. In yeah, the shower. they're like five hundred mils. So probably so like a thousand. They would need a thousand. A thousand. Yeah. That's uh. I'd say Fermi, it was a Fermi equation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got there. <laughs> so they uh, fill the fire truck up with shampoo. Uh, the army is hitting that cave with as much bombs as it has, and it's it's growing. It's mm. growing. It's growing so big. Something massive comes out of the ground, and it, it it's like a giant fart squid. No, it's like a starfish. Starfish squid. It's like Suicide a, Squad. It did remind me a lot of that. Mm. Um, the good one. Because uh, a starfish has uh, a combo orifice, which is its mouth and its anus, yeah. which is just one thing. So that's why I say starfish, although it does separate via mitosis, mm-hmm. although we never get to see that because it's midway through it. And they kill it, yeah. Before, uh, before they, they kill it. Um, I will say it's, it's very convenient, actually, that they go in to kill these aliens... And there are all these separate creatures, but because they napalmed it up, it becomes one big amorphous blob, and so they mm. only have to kill one alien yeah. <laughs> instead of, you know, hundreds of thousands spreading out everywhere. Yeah. It's just one big alien. That's fine. I'm fine with that. I would have liked a, a gear-up scene mm. where they get, like, little spray bottles I full of it. I think that you heard it here first that... Zach and Sandra are apologists for the military-industrial complex. Oh, no! And I stand by it. (laughs) They are very pro-war. Um, no, I'm just pro-napalm. <laughs> Not war, really, just the napalm. That sounds like a really bad casting. <laughs> napalm doesn't kill people. The and army do. Yeah, yeah. happens to be a byproduct of war. Well, I guess I endorse the war. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not that I really endorse the war. I just think we should napalm more alien species that crash land on our planet. Because yeah. it will make amorphous blob aliens that are one alien which is much easier to kill than okay. hundreds and thousands well when you put aliens. it that way it's actually a much more nuanced take than I gave you credit <laughs> yeah, for yeah, yeah. I really think that we should hear people out when they say that they're pro <laughs> yeah, yeah look look I don't not think a, we do not a society here. with that I really don't think we do I'm not a monster here I'm not just pro napalm for no reason not because I like flames no it's it's the strategy here yeah but yeah I would have liked to see like a montage of them taking down aliens. Yeah, rather than just the giant one. Just the one big one. And then maybe the one big one. Ah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just a little convenient. It's also all. lacking some of the character of, like, Marshmallow Man as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stuff like that. Marshmallow Man, super so, charismatic they could have made. They could have made a much cooler final villain, I will say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, like the superhero thing of the 20s, of the noughties, I guess, which is... Giant, yeah. shiny thing. You know, and that actually was mm. my fi- like. I did have a slightly empty feeling in the end of the movie. Yeah, and I feel like it was because with that final villain, they mm. cared more about having the heroes be victorious than having had the yes. heroes overcome something. Yeah, um, significant. Uh, so they, yeah, the giant thing. It's killing people and it's splitting. So they drive up. They drive the fire truck underneath it, uh, where there's a giant hole. It's a noose if you mm. will, and they get ready to just spray it, head and shoulders right up there. Isn't it convenient that the starfish thing is holding itself up? I thought that so as that well. It doesn't... Um, like, all it takes is two seconds for it to just sit down, and it yeah. crushes our good guys, and they die. 
Yeah, even I feel that. even That's when what? they shove a thing up its ass that kills it, like poison, shoving it up it, it only collapses after the good guys have yeah. driven. Heroes, it heroes do tend to have terribly good luck. Yeah, I just would have preferred it if it immediately collapsed on them and they all had to climb up uh, through the orifice. I feel like yeah. more realistic. And could have kept the humorous tone somewhat. I feel like something in there is funny. I'm not sure. Oh, actually, I misread my quote there. My quote is, they drive the, the, <laughs> they drive the truck under it and start to spray head and shoulders into its farty anus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It lets off a big fart at one point. I like, did. I oh, did laugh. nasty. <laughs> I did laugh, though, when the army's like, what are they doing? Oh, it looks like they're getting ready to administer a jumbo enema. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dan Aykroyd. It's pretty good. And yeah, they uh, they kill it. They spray it and they kill it. Uh, Block gets uh, sucked up into the anus for a little bit. And he's like, you won't believe what I've seen in there, man. Yeah, Which yeah. Is great. And then it explodes. Yeah. It let, well, it lets up a fart and then it explodes. Yeah. Yeah. Because of course it Classic. does. Classic. And that's pretty much the end of the movie. After that, it's just um, the the governor awards Ooh. them. Reed and Kane fucking a fire truck. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a fake... it's implied. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's a fake ad for Head and Shoulders that leans <laughs> that then leads into the uh, the thing, which I guess confirm it, it probably was sponsored. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna ask you, Sandro. Do you have any? Word on the street. Was it sponsored by... It's so hard to tell. I think when I was a kid, after I saw that movie, I did get Head and Shoulders. It definitely put Head and Shoulders on my radar. I reckon that would be. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to get Head and Shoulders right now. Anyway, that's Evolution. Uh, What are you going to rate it? One of the acts. Which one was to go first? Uh, I think it's a solid uh, 8.5 out of 10. (laughs) No, really. You son of a bitch. You you fucking prick. That was real. <laughs> the anger, the fury after all this. The trials and tribulations were finally at the end. Uh, uh, yeah, what are you going to give it? An, an oldie or a goodie? Um, I, I'll give it... Oh, I'll give it a goodie. Yeah. I think, uh, like... Because I've watched it again now. After already watching it. And my usual thing is, would I recommend this to someone else? And I probably would. You recommended it to me last week on the podcast. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did do that. So by my logic, I have to give this one a goodie. Yeah. And I feel good about it. I, I really enjoyed it. It's definitely not the best movie I've ever seen, but it was very enjoyable to watch. Which it is was good. super fun. So, <laughs> yeah, and it good. got my brain thinking. It was a great idea, and it could. The only thing that annoys me is it could have been so much better. Yeah, they just took this. Do that. It, it, it's a shame that they're not doing anything else with it because I feel like one it could day more fun. One day we might get Evolution Afterlife. Mm. Uh, that's a spoiler for Ghostbusters Afterlife, so I won't say that. But it's very sad and it makes you think a lot. Great. That's what I'm looking for in this movie, for sure. I actually enjoyed Ghostbusters Afterlife. It was fine. <laughs> it was mm. pretty good. Jack, what are you going to give it? An oldie or a goodie? Uh, I'll say goodie. Yeah. I think I agree. I think it's a goodie. Wow. For me, go. it's like the Mummy Returns level of goodie, where it's like, yeah. 
It's enjoyable. Oh, absolutely. It's just enjoyable, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I don't watch The Mummy Returns because it's a good I, film. <laughs> I honestly think it owes a lot of that to its commitment to being light. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's really light. Yeah, it doesn't half-ass that bit. Like, yeah. it commits to being a light comedy film yeah. with this existential dread that is the apocalyptic nature of this hell beast from space. Yeah. But it's a fun time. It, it's a fun time. And it's a lot of fun. And there's some funny parts in there. There's a lot of juvenile humor that I think would make this work for you know, like a 10-year-old. I think we get a lot out of this. Mm. Um, even nowadays, even knowing that the CG is yeah. somehow worse than the prequels would be like, this mm. looks pretty... I'm enjoying I mean, this. The, the 10-year-old that's still alive in me... Oh, I murdered mine years ago. Yeah, but mm. he lives on in me. Mm. Not yours, my own. Okay. Yeah, good. <laughs> no, uh, Sandro's lives on in me. <laughs> but the 10 year old that lives on in me certainly enjoyed this film. Yeah, and yeah. Sandro's 10 year old yeah. and he really, really enjoyed this film. Uh. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We're the Curiosity of a Child podcast. I'm Anton, the son. And I'm the daddy. <laughs> I'm the daddy. I'm the daddy. And we're curious about... Everything. We're a podcast about history, science, storytelling and... The Curiosity of a Child. We like to dig into different topics, everything from the humble ox... In that episode I had to learn about castration. To the most popular Christmas toys of yesteryear. Including a doll that could bite your fingers off and a pet rock. We don't just talk, though. We like to experience. That might mean recording on location a 5,000-year-old dolmen full of spiders and, reportedly, the entrance to the fairy realm. Or simply tasting spices from across the world. We also recreated and ate various forms of corpse medicine, such as human brain, mellified man... And a nice, warm glass of urine. Mm-mm-mm. Yum. Listen to the... Curiosity of a Child podcast! Three goodies for evolution right there. Do we evolve evolution itself and make a crossover with another movie we've covered on the podcast? I feel like we could do that. I mean, can we just pick Ghostbusters? It would be very funny if it lands on Ghostbusters. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Can we we rig the number to just pick whatever Ghostbusters was? Because that's what we do. I've got a random number generator uh, between 1 and 178. The number it lands on, the movie we the movie we cover on that episode number, we're going to make a crossover between Evolution and that film. It's number 138, which isn't Ooh. Ghostbusters. No, no, that's far too recent for it to be Ghostbusters. Oh, fuck me. It's the Garbage Pail Kids movie. Oh, no, no. <laughs> that's the worst film we've ever done. No. That's, that actually, would actually be an incredible crossover. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> like, the Garbage Pail Kids. Because it's kind of already is the... I mean, evolution yeah. kind of already is the Garbage Pail Kids. Yes, in a... The Garbage Pail Kids <laughs> wreak havoc. Yeah. Oh, you're right. They're, they're yeah, outside yeah. us that wreak havoc. Yeah. Wait, have you seen the Garbage Pail Kids movie? I've seen enough of the Garbage Pail Kids <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah. 
it is definitely probably maybe one of the the worst films we've ever seen. I'd say it's probably the least enjoyable experience yeah, I've had yeah. watching a movie and we saw Blame It on the Rear. It would be funny to learn that they're just like eldritch alien beings that have evolved, but they're like... Oh, because they're from space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The garbage pale kids are from space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're... Um, they might be like a byproduct of this evolution process. That mm. they might be an evolutionary dead end, mm. or just one of the finishing <laughs> evolutions where, like, they're evolving. It was one of the dead ends. Up. Like, it evolved so quickly that they, yeah. you can catch the dead ends way quicker than you can over. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they're just these like small humanoid pieces <laughs> of shit human beings that can't really do anything well. And uh, the alien species just comes in to clean them all up. They're like, yeah, these fucking things suck. We're here to fucking murder them. Wait, so the Garbage Pail Kids have to fight back against these evolving aliens with the help of David Duchovny and crew. Yes. And the Ghostbusters show up from an alternate universe. Yes. And help. Because in the comics, the the Ghostbusters have been going into different universes recently. Yeah, that's definitely... uh, That's the end credit scene. The end credit scene is the Ghostbusters show up. But not just the Ghostbusters. The Ghostbusters, the animated Ghostbusters, the animated Ghostbusters with the gorilla and the female Ghostbusters all show up through like four portals and are like, "Ah, and open just leave (laughs) when they they see the garbage pail kids. There's no ghosts here and they go, oh shit. (laughs) And they just leave. In this movie, um, Block keeps taking photos of the garbage pail kids. Oh Oh, no. Why did you say that? Oh. You can kick. Please cut that. I'm worried. I'm worried. Okay, you're, not, you're, not, you're not getting that cut. I, there was a better version of that joke, was there? There was a better version of that. Uh, he, might, he might enjoy that. But you know what, like, what I should have said? I should have said the like, uh, block insists that those kids are amazing. That's, <laughs> that that's the better version of that joke. And that is comedy. We have, we have hit comedy. Yeah. No. God, I don't want to think about the Garbage Pail Kids. Well, then let's move on to I, Raven Reviews. I, I um, you're say, still talking about the Garbage Pail Kids. I, I'll just say that they all get murdered. Oh, yeah. At least one Garbage Pail Kid gets torn in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets that classic rip. Yeah. And it's the fart one. It lets out a fart one. Oh, no. And then they say, wow, Farsi McGoo really let it rip. <laughs> uh, we shouldn't write movies. That was a child. Next uh, segment, what you got for us with these snet? Uh, yeah, um... It's time for raving reviews. I want to apologize to Jack for this one being so long, but also you're the reason why. This is part of the show. I grab a review from Rotten Tomatoes and grab it from the audience. I tell these two lovely gentlemen the review. And they have to guess what it was rated. Yes. Now it goes from 0.5 to 5. Not 10. Not 10. Unfortunately. Um, okay. Did you make up your own review for this one? No, that's not important. Don't don't tell them that bit. Uh, don't tell them the bit that I wrote one of these reviews and that you get a bonus point at the end if you can guess which one I wrote. Just keep that in mind, Jack. Oh. You're not meant to know that. Indiana says, Characters, planks of wood. Story non-existent. Comedy <laughs> off the charts. Uh, Final rating, 65 out of 100. Because this is the part of the show, of course, where we have everyone's favourite segment, 
your review scoring system is wrong. Now, Jack, you would agree that the uh, rating system for Rotten Tomatoes is incorrect because it doesn't do it out of 10. Well, many weird. people agree and they put their own rating system in their review. So 66? 65. 65 out of 100. I'll let Jack go first. What do you think they rated this then out of 5? <laughs> out of 5, I think 2. 65 out of 100, though, I feel like that would be probably a 3. That's a 3. Oh. Well, oh, and we're doing oh, cl- cl- closest. 65 out of 100 was relevant? Well, that's what they wrote in their review. They wrote 65 out of 100. And yes. but they also left a star review. Correct. Yeah. Isn't that great? You Isn't can change your answer. Thing? Hey, don't worry. There's only three of them here. Yeah, like, I think three makes the most sense. Yeah, but yeah three? You, you both both going I don't know if you're going to let me get away with oh, it. Oh, I, yeah. I will allow you to get away I'll with it. I'll say three. Any day. Um, because you're both still wrong. Because it's 3.5. Damn, but is it closest win? Yes, so you we both, both get still a get a point. <laughs> this is how we game the system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We can all win. I mean, you could always just both rate it the same thing <laughs> each time, and you would both always win. Um, we have uh, a guy who didn't have a username who says, I know the CGI can be knocked as a tad corny, but other than that, the movie was very watchable. 2.8. Out of what? It didn't say out of what. It just said 2.8. Uh, well, um, if it's out of 5, it would be closer to 3. So I would go 3. But uh-huh. if it's 2.8... Oh, oh, no, actually, it would be closer... No, yeah, it's closer to 3 because 2.75 would be in the middle. Mm. So 7 would be 2.5. 2.8 would be 3. I'll... I'll say three stars. I'll say three? What do you think, Jack? I had a very similar line of thinking. I'll say three. I'll say three? Well, you're both correct. It is three out of five. It is three out of five. Well done. Here we well go, done. Here we go. We're getting points almost as quickly as those aliens I were evolving. I said similar line of thinking, but it was not the same line of okay, thinking. Okay, okay. No, what, what, no. what was your line of thinking, or would that be off the rails? I will not disclose it here. <laughs> Maybe in the Patreon. <laughs> You too can pay five dollars a month to hear Jack's actual. If you, I would love the idea that you just describe your line of thinking and we just upload that to Patreon. Francisco says, "I don't understand why this movie has such a low rating from people. Granted, it's not the best comedy movie, but it doesn't deserve the forty-eight percent." Okay, so Francisco took his on a bit of a journey there. That was a mm. long one, yeah. yeah. So Francisco doesn't understand why yeah. this movie is so hated. Yeah. yeah. So it's not a bottom-dwelling rating. Yeah. Mm. It's not... I would say it's no lower than 2.5. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I would actually say it's no lower than 3. I would agree Ooh, with that. Wow. That's yeah. a very strong opening statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. understand why this movie is so hated. What do you think, Sandro? What do you want? I, I agree. Yeah. No, before you give your rating, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. wanted to learn Sandro's thoughts. Oh, I think it. I think Jack <laughs> is completely correct. In fact, I would even go so far as to say that like when, when people see that a movie is hated on Rotten Tomatoes, they usually feel the need to rate it higher than they would That's a good normally. Point. That's a good yeah, point. yeah, 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 yeah. All right, good Jack. Good thoughts, good thoughts. Now, this is the kind of insight and lines of thinking that you can that only get on Patreon. <laughs> 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 
God damn it. So what? no lower than three, I would say. Okay, what was what? the next part? Was it granted? It was a granted comma? I'm not repeating the question. Just and it was something like granted, it's not a perfect film. So I'm yes, going to say... something like that. I'm mm. going to say the ceiling mm -hmm. is like 4.5. 3.5 or 4? Toss up between those two. I'm going to say 3.5. You're going to go 3.5, Sandra? I will go... Actually, I will go 4.5 because I think, again, people who see a movie, it's mm -hmm. hated on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, they yeah. love it more then they probably so should. You're dying on. Well, fun fact: they actually rated it a four out well, of five. Well, we both get a point again. We both get a point anyway. <laughs> after that long-winded bullshit. All right. You remember David from earlier? Oh no, not David. David says debauchery is about as funny as a ripe turd. Debauchery. Sorry, yeah, Dukovny. But nothing like no other negative points for the movie. So probably like a one point five. One point five. All right. Two. Uh, it's 0.5. Oh. A pull away. A yes. pulling away there. So Sandra actually gets the point there. As, uh, yeah, no, right turn. They don't enjoy right turns, It's guys. just, you know, I find it... I went up when I should have gone down. It's because I find it so difficult to imagine someone hating this movie. Mm. Mm -hmm. Dakota says a, quote, men in black and, quote... Ghostbusters hybrid that came about six years too late. Mm. The comedic timing is a bit like a low-car battery that needs the occasional jump. It's not a terrible film, but it does have its flaws. Orlando Jones is one of them. Is a flaw. Mm. Is a flaw. 2.5 no Ooh. line of thinking. Bam. Straight from the hip. Bam. Straight from Jack's the hip. Firing from the hip. <laughs> Sandro is delaying, so he has time to think about it. <laughs> two out of five. <laughs> two out of five. It's two point five. Yeah. <laughs> because going from the hip works. What a dead eye dick I proved to be when yeah. I don't go for the bluster option. <laughs> so I think we're all tied up now. We are. We're both on four points. Uh, and normally the last one would be the tiebreaker but there is that little bonus score later so we have Katarina who says my tastes have evolved over the years Ooh. but this movie seems to adapt to them oh smart it's dumb fun it's dumb fun four out of five four out of five i'm gonna undercut you yeah. oh 3.5 okay. 3.5 it's four out of five point all right comes down to the <coughs> final point. And you can tie it up here, Jack, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get this right. So, you have to guess between all the reviews I've just read out, which one did this boy write? <laughs> and by this boy, he's pointing to himself. Yes. And by that, I mean Sandro has a huge advantage because he's been working <laughs> on this podcast. I'm actually not sure reads. which one your one is for, the, like, so far. Yes, I made this one a little bit more devilish. Quite a devilish. <laughs> a little bit more manipulative. Mm. Yeah, maybe the last one. Oh, you're last thinking one? the last one. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I was thinking of the last one, but the thing is, you do put your review at the last slot quite a bit. Mm. So I wasn't sure. Um, I, I'm actually going to say the final one of the... Uh, what was the one that contained the percentage? Uh, yes, uh, Francisco's uh, review. That one. I think because they bring up the percentage... And yeah. the percentage was also up to date as well. It was the mm. current percentage, so I'm kind of like, maybe that is you. I'm going to mm. go with that one. 
Would you like to change her answer, Jack? Oh. <laughs> no, don't give me that option. <laughs> don't give me that pity win. Yeah, yeah. Because you're correct, Jack. I yeah. was the last one. <laughs> very good, very good. Yes, I was wow. the winner, and I was the last one. And that right there is a tied up Raven Reviews. We both mm. got four po- uh, five points on that one. Good work, Jack. Thanks, mm. Andrew. That's a well combined done. win, and I feel like, you know, as you brothers in arms. Take yeah. my thing. <laughs> And that is the episode right there. Thank you so much for joining us, Jack. Uh, do we get to say best quotes? We will at the very end, but okay, first we've so got to wrap up a couple of things, yes, including the, the fact that we are both in the sketch group uh, Paul Noodle uh, yeah. with Jacob, who was on the Shrek episode. We're not really working on much live stuff right now, but video content soon. Yes. Um, we, th- that's all we'll say. Correct. It's in the works, uh, which is a lot of fun. Um, but is there anything else that you have to plug... No, you're just kind of around. We've been on some two great episodes and some great Patreon specials. <laughs> yeah, your previous episodes: Shawshank, Dune, uh, Ice Pirates, as well. Ice Pirates. Oh. That's where you, you're the ones. Oh. Check those episodes. Out. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually quite recurring. As yeah. Damn. As far as guests go, I recur. Yeah, yeah. you come back. It's a good time. We've got stuff to plug, including that Patreon that we mentioned earlier. Mm. Patreon.com forward slash oldiebuddygoodypod. Uh, maybe we'll get Jack to record something for it if you want to. <laughs> mm. um, but there is bonus episodes up there, including starting this week, I think, it's The Cagerama. Oh, Ooh. yes. Yes. Is that starting this week or is that starting next week? I'm actually not sure. At Let me some point, check. it has been starting and is about to start. Uh, we yeah. are viewing many a cage. Many cage. It's starting with a Ghost man is, Rider. Is caged in a box of film. Yes, that is starting this Wednesday with Ghost Rider, th- and then we're doing three months of Nick Cage. A, a, a financial cage, if you will, that he cannot escape, and his only escape option is to make more movies so he can repay the debts of his financial situation. Uh, we're also on Instagram. We are on Facebook at Oldie Butter Goodie Pod on everything. Personal accounts, they're there. Letterbox, you're on it sometimes. It's good fun. Yeah. Uh, you can also review us on iTunes or Spotify. Greatly helps get the show out in front of brand new people. We appreciate everyone who does that. If you re- review us, we'll read it out as well. You get a little shout out. Uh, links to everything in the episode description. Zach, you're picking next week's episode. Ooh, okay. You've got three options uh, of films that came out next week in 2001, including Atlantis, The Lost Empire. <gasps> Ooh, that's one of my favorite, yeah. favorite movies. A modern animated film from Disney about a young adventurer who joins on the journey to find Atlantis, very similar to Treasure Planet, that whole era of films that they made. Uh, you've also got... Speaking of finding lost treasure, mm. Lara Croft Tomb Raider. Oh, I have never seen any Lara Croft thing. I've never played a Lara Croft game. Really? I've never done anything with You've that. You've never done any Tomb Raiding. Yeah, not that? a one. Yeah, well, that is a movie, yeah, where Angelina Jolie plays Lara Croft, uh, raids some tombs, fights some dudes. Daniel Craig might be in that one, or Gerard Butler, one of the two, mm. uh, is in that one as well. It's an interesting film. And then your final option is Sexy Beast. Yeah. Elaborate, please. Uh, Dark comedy about an ex-gangster who's forced to take part in a bank robbery. And she might be a sexy... I'm actually not sure who the lead is, but it's called Sexy Beast. And I could look it up, but that involves... (laughs) I'd prefer you didn't. I think I've heard enough already, to be (laughs) honest. Um, I know which one I'm not picking. (laughs) Which one I'm picking. So I've got Tomb Raider or 
Atlantis. Atlantis. Which one would you go for, Jack, out of those two? Tomb Raider. Oh, oh really? Why, why is that? Because I know I like Atlantis. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, I have seen Atlantis multiple times, and I know that one's a good one, so I can have a good time. There's that guy with the explosives, which is one of the best characters in cinema. Pretty fun. Um, yeah, well, well, we could do it on Patreon with Treasure Planet. All right, I'll pick Tomb Raider. All right, and we can do Atlantis at some other point. All right, next Sounds week. Like a good idea. Next week's Lara Croft. Time to wrap up the episode right now with our favorite quote from Evolution. Mm-hmm. I think mine has still got to be "Sometimes science stinks." Mm-hmm. I think that's funny, or it's um, or it's uh, I know I'm not a scientist, but how many cells do single-celled organisms have? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just a funny that's line. A, that's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. Can I tell my favorite? Yeah, one? go for it. It's uh, David Duchovny to Julianne Moore. Is it? Mm-hmm. I got a question for you. Do you think you could ever be attracted to me? <laughs> I like how she just like smiles at that one. But she smiles to herself. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that was I, uh, when she's walking into a lift, right? Yeah, yeah But it's yeah. also, it's not the dynamic of like two people who are at odds and then he wins her over by being like relentless. Yeah, no. Like, yeah. She's immediately oh, like, she's oh a- yeah. He's great. She's immediately defending this piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And wrap us up, Zach. What's your favorite? Well, I think there's always time for lubrication. It's a good life lesson. Yeah. yeah. Stay safe, kids. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, <laughs> yeah. the rails have come to an end. Oh. Yeah. So, as the train was lilting back and forth throughout its journey. That episode we saw was... the many distractions. On the... oh, I'm done. How is this almost as long as our Pill Harbor episode? <laughs>